Welcome to Duck and the Usher, a movie podcast where we talk about forgotten films, box office bombs, cult classics, and sleeper hits. My name is Zach Fisher. I'm sitting here with my uh, co-host, Joshua Denkamp. And hopefully I sound less phlegmy and a little more clear than I did the last time. That's true. That and, was, and also, it's Zach's birthday tomorrow, and uh, he, partied, yeah. he partied a little too hard last night. Yeah, so I'm sitting here. Uh, we're recording this. We were supposed to record this about 10 hours ago. <laughs> uh, but I was busy recovering and celebrating my 33rd birthday. So uh, if you want to show me some 33 birthday love online... Do it or don't. I don't give a piss. Yeah, go, go Libras, because my my I turned thirty one and like what, next week, five days, not even four days. Yeah, you're a Libra Monday. too, huh? Right on. So uh, our uh, our movie today. Yeah, I, I I'm the one who brought this movie up to you. I was yeah, like, we got to do pick. we got to do this. Our movie is a uh, Flight of the Navigator. Walt Disney presents this film in 1986. Interesting. Uh, that is also my birth year, since we're on the. Uh, subject of my birthday it came out on august 1st of 86 so that means i would have been a bun in the oven getting ready to hatch so to speak cha yeah yeah it came out it came out in august actually so not too uh a couple of months not too, yeah no, not, not too, too far good. uh before uh my my release date <laughs> <laughs> and it was a box office smash oh you better believe it so the running time for this film is 90 minutes. It's a really short movie. Another short one, yeah. Um, you can't really stream this, but actually, we bought it on Amazon. I bought the DVD mm-hmm. one because I wanted to own it. Um, but pretty soon, Disney <sighs> Plus is coming out. Oh, that's true. This is on Disney Plus. I was scrolling through the other day just seeing what they had on there, and really? this movie will be on Disney Plus. Is, so. it, is Disney Plus already uh, live? It's or? Uh, not live yet. I think it, in the U.S. I think they released it somewhere else for hmm. like a trial, but it releases November, I believe. Uh-huh. So it's going to have like the entire Disney. They like, got a lot of stuff catalog. on there. Yeah, they they have all like the Disney um, made for TV movies. They got a bunch of TV shows. They even have like Fantastic. nature documentaries from the fifties, like Lion Eats Buffalo. Oh like, yeah, stuff like that. So didn't they like? Uh, wasn't there some controversy around those old uh, uh, videos that, where they where they intentionally made the animals like jump off a cliff or something? Oh, the maybe. lemmings. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, there's some kind of like rumor or legend like, about showing that. them. It's like Milo and Otis, where they're yeah. just killing cats and dogs <clears throat> left and right. Did that happen too? Wait, Milo and Otis. I'm, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they went through like four cats, and that was like before oh. Peta jumped all over them. Good anyway, Lord. let's just come yeah. back to what we're talking Disney. about. Um, the the budget for this film nine million dollars mm-hmm. and it made about eighteen so it did yeah. okay it, it kind of doubled well. its its budget there it did I think it opened with three million domestically on an opening weekend um, it performed pretty well apparently yeah it wasn't too shabby not too bad at all uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the flight of the navigator it's uh, as we mentioned it came out in nineteen eighty six it's an adventure family sci fi movie uh, it it. Uh, it takes place in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Represent, yeah. Uh, this whole this whole movie there. takes place in That's Florida. Right. There's like some cutscenes where he's like in Tokyo, but you can definitely tell that it's like a green screen. Right. Uh, the yeah, this is a uh, a giant postcard for Florida and coming to Walt Disney. Like, yeah. Come to Walt Disney World. We made a movie all about Florida. That's right. <clears throat> uh, it, so the, the movie starts in 1978, where and then a young boy travels eight years into the future and has an adventure. With an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship. So, Voiced by uh, Mr. Paul Rubens. Mr. Paul Rubens, yeah. You know him <laughs> as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, he's uncredited in this movie. He he actually said, he said, um, I don't think, Ma- the Max is the uh, name that is given to the, um, 
basically the what the computer of this spaceship. Yeah, what's the full name on that? Just like um, Trimax. Trimax. It's the Trimaxial. I got it right here. It's the the Trimaxian drone ship. Is the uh, the name of it? So he that's what he says. Say that four times fast. <laughs> So they call him Max, and uh, he's credited as Paul Mall. Very <laughs> pack of cigarettes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I wonder if he did that on purpose. I don't want to be credited, yeah. but uh, Let's what's, name... your, what's your name being? He's just got a pack of Paul Mall sitting next to him. What if it's, ah, Paul Mall. I think it's one of those that. moments, like in a movie, where a dude has to think fast and think of a name. He's just looking around the room and he sees a pack of smokes, and he's like, "Ah, uh, Paul Mall." Yeah. What if it was Parliament? Paul Parliament. Paul, par- Parliament Paul. Paul Marlboro. <laughs> that sounds like a legit name. Paul Marlboro, I like that. The uh, the heir to the Marlboro family. Yeah. Oh, so I kind of cut you off there. So, no, it's all right. So it, give you a little basis of the movie. It is set. Um, it's set in. Um, so when you open the movie, it's it, the longest. Yeah. Intro scene. It is. It's basically it's Fort Lauderdale, but it's it's a bunch of dogs mm-hmm. jumping for frisbees for a good three yeah. minutes. It's a total like UFO fake out frisbee dog competition there's montage. a lot of ufo freak fake outs and there are yeah you know, at one point after the, the the dog frisbee and you meet the kid um um lots of time on the what's dog. his name again uh joey or no, joey david freeman is david the character. Freeman is the joey character kramer joey plays kramer. him yeah who has when we come back to talk about him he has a full name joey kramer is just his stage name or his uh acting name he's got this full ass he has like six names what is he like russian he's uh, canadian canadian <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like a French? Yeah, thing? yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's from Toronto or somewhere French Canadian, East Canada. Yeah, somewhere up there. But so yeah, the beginning of the movie, there's all these dogs, and you know, I kind of made the joke. I'm like, all those dogs are dead, you know? Yeah. This is 1986 Aww. is a film, I know. <laughs> but uh, do they, dogs live that long? <laughs> but they uh, they kind of they kind of showed um, the the actual date, and it's a uh, July 4th, 1978. Yeah, and it looks really comfortable in South Florida on it July does. 4th. On July 4th, I mean, people are wearing. I mean, no one's sweating. There's no not perspiration glisten nothing any one of these people. i mean we live in florida folks and you're outside and you're just drenched in sweat these guys are throwing frisbees for the dogs and walk out to my car to get to get something out of my glove box yeah, and i come clothes, back right? and, yeah and it looks like i was jumping rope in the attic <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah and then i just want to talk about the, the one fake out scene um, like the, it's, it's, the one that right away it's like right away everyone stops what they're doing and they got their hands over their eyes like yeah. looking at something you just see this big shadow like yeah, yeah this massive shadow like massive shadow cast and then, over the whole place and, then, and everyone's standing really still for this like they were frozen in time yeah and then it the pains like, up be good. and it's it's just a giant blimp it's just a blimp big ominous blimp just a big zeppelin going and by and that's the first of many of these ufo fake outs fake outs sure. And then there, uh, there was one like right after that too. Th- that's when he's heading into the, uh, to the. Um, I guess it's like they're driving home or something. Or no, it, I think it's it's when he's walking through the woods. He's the the water tower. the water tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he has like a family. They're what are they upper middle class? Because they got a really nice house. Yeah, they got a pretty nice one. And um, you don't find out what his parents do, but the mom. Um, the mom in it, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in uh, like, yeah, Alien, I got, wasn't I got she? The, yeah, she was an alien. Her name is um, Veronica Cartwright. Yeah, so she was an alien as the character Lambert. Um, she was also in The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, and um, back in 1963, she was even in The Birds. That's crazy. I haven't seen she The Birds in quite some quite a while, so I won't be able to point, pinpoint. Maybe she was like one of the little kids. Possibly. So the character's name is Kathy Brenner in The Birds. So uh, she might have been definitely a lot younger than she was in this one. This was like 20-some-odd years before. Uh, hmm. She even appeared uh, doing, doing, as a, doing voice acting, rather. I can't I just, <coughs> I just started talking today. 
Uh, <laughs> in uh, Fallout 4, for all of you video game fans out there, she was Trash Can Carla and a couple other like smaller characters within that video game too. So that's an interesting uh, little tidbit there. Also, uh, let's talk about the rest of the cast. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, so we uh, oh, we already talked about Paul Rubens, and in this film, I mean, fucking Pee Wee, <laughs> fucking Pee Wee. Uh, the mom and the dad. I mean, the dad's kind of. Do you have anything on the dad? He was just kind of a forgettable yeah. guy, but I well, know he's he, been in a couple. His of name things. is Cliff DeYoung, um, and I think his 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 major movies that you would remember him from, or I think Glory in nineteen eighty nine. Oh, uh, he was in FX also. FX. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, really? Never seen that one. No, Brian Dennehy and uh, the guy from Cocktail. Fucking you know how to make a red on that guy. Tom Cruise? No, 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 no. Like the buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory. I think he was in The Craft. As Suicide well. Kings. He was in Suicide Kings. Yeah, it's oh, I love that movie. That's pretty. Wow. Cool. And I guess he was in a musical in '81 called Shock Treatment. Um, but he was in an episode of The West Wing also. So I mean, he looks yeah. really familiar. So if you watch the movie, you're kind of like, I know that like, guy why do I know this somewhere. Guy? Also, we have um, a very young, famous actress in this movie. Oh, yes. Um, I want to say, I mean, this wasn't like her first role, but this was kind of a big thing for her. A little-known actress. little-known <laughs> actress. Uh, a Miss uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's right. She is... Uh, of Sex in the City fame. She's got to be like 17 in this movie. I think I did the math. She was 21. 21. Okay. 21. She's playing, she was born in you know, 65. She's playing like an 80s teenager yeah. type of deal. She's definitely. I think she's definitely playing a younger... Uh, Playing someone younger than she is, um, and you know what? I doing looking at her again. I know everyone kind of just dismisses her as being the, the woman from Sex and the City, but she was in a couple of really awesome movies. She's too. doing a bunch of stuff: Mars Attacks, oh, Hocus Pocus, which you know we're coming up on oh, Halloween, so we yeah. can. Uh, and Striking Distance with Bruce Willis. I don't think I ever saw Striking Distance. I saw it like, but once. you know, also she's married to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Yeah, and Everyone, they're still married. They're married in like ninety seven. They've been married for a long time. Yeah. And uh, also, there's a guy named Howard uh, uh, Howard Heisman Hesman. I think it's Hesman. Is that another <clears throat> actor in this? Yeah, he plays uh, Doctor Faraday. He's like the NASA oh, yeah. doctor. And this guy, I mean, he was uh, Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. Remember that television show? Did you ever watch that? No, I don't. I never did. Really good. You should take a look. Peace, Police Academy Two, the first assignment. Oh, awesome. Um, he was also in head of the class. But my my wife loves this movie called uh, Reuben and Ed. I don't. Ruben and Ed. You've never seen it. A lot of people have never seen it, and uh, he plays one of the main characters with uh, Crispin Glover. Really, it's a weird, wacky movie. One because uh, he's got Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover's yeah, weird. He's a weird dude. And it's all shot in Utah, so I think that's why they liked it. Um, so yeah, uh, back into the movie, we see it's just a big setup. Um, you know, when you when you meet the parents, you see that the their home, and it's, it's very it's very 1978. Um, and there's even a box full of fireworks. Fireworks, yeah, like unattended just... in a child's room. <laughs> so you know, uh, things were a little different even back in like '86. I'm sure that kids were blowing their fingers off, and they would just be told to walk it off. He's, you know, I know we don't normally break down the movies uh, so into it. We kind of just at least have to get to um, the what happens to him. So yes, it's Fourth of July. His he has a little brother um, who just kind of teases him, and his little brother is like hiding in the woods. So the the uh, Dan, uh, right? Danny, Daniel, David, David. I was gonna say, <laughs> just watch this movie. And I'm yeah, he was going. To, he was going to retrieve. He's going to get so him. Yeah, go. he's like, come on, we gotta yeah. go to the, you know, we got a party. And his little brother scares him, and he's like, you scuzz bucket and stuff like that. And yeah. He runs away, and then uh, David, uh, J- uh, the main character, he kind of he's looking for something, and he falls, and 
falls it's in like, a, like a ditch. Yeah, it falls in like a ditch, and then he like wakes up a few moments later, and he's like, "Oh man!" And then he goes to his <laughs> yeah. house, and there's different people living in his house. It's, yeah, he basically kind of did like uh, he slept for eight years, almost type of thing. Yeah, is what you're what you're thinking at the what time. It, what was the line he said when he was going through the woods? He's like, "Get back, Jack! I got a gun." Yeah, I got a no. That was like the first time. I got a gun. Was that it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. His brother's like, name. Oh, Jack. that's scary. Oh. Uh, you know what? I never saw this movie. Um, I grew up with this movie. I mean, I feel like I have seen it. Okay, the only thing that makes me think I did see it before was the scene where the little kid jumps out of the car, his little brother, yeah, in yeah. the beginning, and he shakes his ass at him oh, as, like, he, as he's driving away. And I yeah. remember that, but I don't remember the rest of the you movie. remember the rest of the movie. I remember the That's booty like, shaking and the kid sticking his tongue out. one scene that we take away from. I, yeah, I know. Now, uh, th- throughout this entire um, movie, there is just this weird tone that kind of plays through the movie and the music is done by uh, the one the only alan silvestri holy crow i mean this guy alan <laughs> silvestri did back to the future i mean he's done so many he did all the Aveng- predator he did the <laughs> avengers theme I yeah mean, captain america all the avengers this was the first time that um he had ever done something with uh, a bunch of synthesizers, synthesizers so yeah. I, I have a i have the whole theme we're not gonna play the whole theme but yeah, give us a taste but this basically really does set up the move the 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 movie because it's very ominous and then it's going to change beat pretty quickly so yeah it's it <laughs> tone changes real so fast. here we go this is uh this is the front the flight of the navigator theme by alan silvestri Makes me want to go shopping in a, in a mall in the 80s. Neon lights. Let's go to the food court. But throughout the entire movie, it's not as upbeat as that, but you hear like these very... Yeah. It's always, it's always some kind of like droning digital sounds. Yeah, it's all digital sound. <laughs> you know what I did like, uh, or what kind of surprised me um, when he uh, comes back to his original home and there's this old woman at the door... He runs in, in, it busts in the house, yeah. does a little B and E, goes straight to like where his room used to be. Yeah, and he, and this old man is in the room, and he stands up, and it was the guy I don't remember the actor's name, but he played the uh, doctor who was experimenting on all the zombies in Day of the Dead. Uh, I I recognize him right away because I, I he was just rewatching such a the movie, rewatching voice. rewatching the movie. It was so that guy is kind of creepy, a little bit, yeah, because he's like in when his office, he's like reading a book, and he's wearing like a kimono, and he's like, "Don't yeah. worry, son, come back here, son, son." Yeah. Don't worry. Where son. are you going, son? And there is a there is a lot of um, I want my family. A lot of kind of crying in this. And I think David, uh, the, the Joey who played David, I think he he did a pretty good job for yeah, a kid actor. I, I mean, mean, yeah, most kid actors either have it or they don't. You're just born with that innate ability. But and, he had it, and that was all he had. Yeah, he didn't make shit. Well, he, he he had an impressive. No, no, hell no, he didn't. And we'll talk about what the rest of his life was here near the end. Yeah. Um, but as we as we're you know progressing through the movie, we discover that he had been missing for about like eight years, and like so everybody's like, and he didn't age. Um, yeah, he didn't age. He it's been eight years and he's still twelve years old. Yeah, because he's like you should yeah. be, you should be like twenty should be something. Twenty. Yeah, because yeah, he runs into his brother. Well, after you know they they get him and they the take cops him to get the him. Blah, blah blah. They find out that he's been missing for eight years. They bring him back, and this is something I noticed is uh when when they bring him when. 
they find out like what the heck this kid they find like his wanted you know lost missing poster and it's been that long they go and find his parents and when they knock on the door it's a different house it's kind of a rundown house yeah and it's not as nice as their older house so yeah, it kind of makes you think like okay these parents like spent every yeah. piece of money they had trying to find their son and, and they like had the... to move by like a job like a drawbridge and it's just like not a nicer part of Fort Lauderdale. I think that that part of the <clears throat> excuse me, I'm all hiccuping today. It's all right. You need some water. Yeah, I got some tea here. Word. I'm glad we're telling everybody. Yeah. Tea is good for you. Drink Tea's some real tea good. and water. Yeah, lots Hydrate. of water while you're, uh, especially when you're hungover, like I am. Hooray. <laughs> um, I think that part of the uh, that house that's in Hollywood, Florida. I'm pretty sure. Is that in Hollywood? Yeah, because there was a couple different filming locations, mostly Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Hollywood, and the interior. Of the spaceship scenes were filmed in Norway, which is I, maybe they built strange. it there. The, by the way, the interior of the spaceship is it, pretty badass. It's chromed out, bro. It's all chrome. I mean, that is some it's polish. <laughs> take your shoes off before you enter the uh, mm-hmm. Max's spaceship. So yeah. yeah, they find them. They take them to the doctor, and they do all these tests. And then <clears throat> uh, at, at this time, NASA has already uh, has found this spaceship thing that kind of hovers. It looks like a giant. Uh, Looks like a big like a egg. seashell egg thing. It, yeah, it kind of looks like a like a not an almond, not a pistachio. What am I thinking of? A walnut. A walnut. Yeah, yeah it looks like a walnut. And for any of you Walt Disney uh, fans out there, if you ever went to aficionados, if you ever went to like MGM Studios or Hollywood Studios when they used to still have the backlot tour, you could actually see the spaceship rotting away. Yeah. Bleached by the sun, it just looked like a big styrofoam kind of thing. There is, uh, but I, I, I always feel like I was the only person that knew what it was when you're writing. Like, hey, look, find the navigator. I read a piece of trivia saying that the ow, just bumped my toe. That part of the ship's uh, bulk bulkhead or part of the inside, yeah. is now part of a, a drink station somewhere in Tomorrowland in Disney. Oh man, now you're gonna make me think about it. I, I can't recall which one. I haven't been to Disney in, in a couple of years now. Oh, I'll but... take you to Disney at some point. What? Yeah. yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. It's awfully nice of you. Thanks, bud. And no, I cannot get you guys tickets, all right? Yeah. Just, just saying. <laughs> Stay off the horn. So they, NASA finds uh, the, the the spaceship, which is um, the, the Heisman guy, Dr. Faraday, Louis Faraday. And they end up finding David. They ended up, like, figuring it out, like, because uh, they attached him to these... They put nodes on his nodes head. Nodes on his head, and he ended and he's up... He's got he this ended, the, subconscious, like, schematics. Yeah, he's uh, he's connected to the ship, and he's up printing out, like, a schematic of the ship, like, at the hospital, and it's pretty weird. So they end up, they end up like, kind of uh, kidnapping. Yeah, they kind of keep him uh, locked up in this room yeah, with they, all this really, like, funky they, 80s tech. And it wasn't even filmed in NASA. No. They basically rented, like, a... like They went to, like, an old airplane hangar and just threw some NASA stickers yeah. on everything, and you're like, yeah. wait a minute. Here's a hat, kid. And so they, they, they lock him up in this room, and his parents are like, yeah, you can take him for a couple of days. And and this is where we meet Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep, she comes bounding in with her curls. She comes in, and I have a little uh, little audio for that nice. for you. So uh, he's uh, he's scrolling through the TV. You know, his, his his room is, like, decked out. They bought him all these. And that was another thing. It was a lot of product placement. His yeah, room. there was. was like, G.I. Joe, NASA, it's... It's a, a lot it's, of like it's an '80s kid wet dream. Yeah, it's in like that room. It's like 1986's like cutting edge tech uh, that is completely obsolete now, except for the ugly NASA hat. Yeah, that NASA hat. It, it wasn't leather. Uh, it was like just shiny was and it like, black. And uh, I want to. It looks like silk or some kind of. I don't even know. It had well, a, yeah, yeah, it had some. I don't know felt. Something like that. So here, here's uh, the introduction to Sarah Jessica Parker while he's flipping through the TV. She's like the food girl. Uh, and, and here we go. Wait a sec. Um, 
how come Starsky and Hutch isn't on? That show was canceled a long time ago. That was my favorite show. And what's this stuff? You've never seen a music video before? Uh-uh. I've been gone for eight years. Gone where? Outer space? Could be. <laughs> Dude, so the entire, like, for a while, this is kind of the the tone of his voice when he's when he's when he's in 1986. This mm-hmm. is the tone of his voice. He is just very unhappy. Yeah, he's, and he, he's I getting think that's jerked a around job. a lot. He yeah, just he doesn't just, know where he wants to go. Uh, and uh, a fun thing about this is a uh, I love the the food cart. What was it? It was like Ralph. I think is the name of it. Was like that ro- the name of it? Yeah, I think was it was it an acronym. An acronym for something. It was like robotics. It's a box on wheels. It's a box. It kind of reminded me of like the old Doctor Who dog. Yeah. Thing that, but just a giant size. Yeah. With the robot dog. So he ends up, after they're doing a bunch of crazy tests on him, he ends up, um, oh, because the ship, the ship is calling him. Yeah. It's sort of, they're sort he's of like telepathically connection. linked. And it's like calling out to him. And he's like, I got to go to the ship. Yeah. And he's, uh, the ship is from a place called Phalon, which is like light years away. And, and that's kind of how you figure out why he's missed so long. Um, oh, why yeah, he's the same age because they're doing all these tests and they're asking him questions while he's hooked up to all this nodes and stuff and but he's connected to the spaceship so the spaceship's answering the questions and you find out like it's so many light years away et cetera, et cetera. And right and that's that's kind of like real real, real science, science real science the relativity uh, and all that um, there's a lot of computers in this. I lack, there's a lot of beeping yeah. and booping and yeah I lack the technical language to describe uh, exactly like how relativity works like space travel once you're they kind of touch speed. on it a little bit. Yeah, but it, it, basically what happens is people age. Uh, you don't. You don't age. So time, so what it is, it, a lot of time passes on Earth yeah, while you're it's out. It's faster there. than the speed of light. So it took, it took him only fifteen minutes to get to Phalon and back. But but eight years but passed. eight years passed in on Earth. Yeah. And so that's why he didn't age. So he ends up uh, pretty much jumping the gun. Yeah, he, he does uh, like a prison break. He hops inside the the robot box. I love how the, he has a window, like a two way mirror. You know. Yeah, and these guys That's creepy too. What if there's an eight year old kid in there? You know, decides oh, little little uh, little slap the pickle or yeah. something. <laughs> oh. oh no! And there's there's another part. <laughs> there's another. There's you a, might you might see something weird. You, you, you can't just walk in on me. <laughs> like uh, the other part is Rick like and Morty. he's a uh, his. Oh, you also got to talk about the brother and the amazing clothes. Oh, his oh. shirts. Oh, his, his serving up looks, too. Uh, I'll let you talk about that in just a second. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to uh, the, um, the escape here. But uh, no, the, remember the one part when he's talking to Sarah Jessica Parker? He's like, you got to get me out of here. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, she's like, you know, you're kind of cute. Yeah. Like this 21-year-old. Technically, is, he's 20. I mean, technically, he's 20. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, what are the statute of limitations? What's the statute of limitations? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So he ends up, um, oh boy, man. he ends up uh, basically jumping the gun and he finds the ship. Uh, the ship's talking to him. He gets on there. They find the ship. And one second, I'm going to, yeah. So he finds the ship. Doesn't it like speaking starts? Oh, yeah. You get to see uh, some, is it stop motion or early CGI? Well, it looks like it it turns into liquid. I think it's well, it's early CGI because uh, the director's brother did the CGI for okay. this, and um, he's done a bunch of stuff like all the X Men movies. And he's and Jeff Kleiser, right? Jeff Kleiser, yeah. And, okay. and then the guy who directed it was Richard, Randall. 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 Randall Kleiser. Kleiser. Um, 
What was I talking about? Oh yeah, so oh, he finds the ship, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets on it. You see these like the the stairs descend, and each one is um, independently like separate from the other, and then they're just suspended in the air. And there's a shot where he's coming up the uh, stairs. It's it's pretty cool. I wonder how they do it. I think it was like force perception. Or I think something. it was force. There, I think there's a couple of scenes where you see like a bar. Yeah. Like when it's off in the back, you can kind of see a bar because yeah, the uh, the the steps yeah. going in are just they're they're like, hovering. They're just they're elevated. So he goes in. He looks around. He sees all this cool stuff, and um, he ends up uh, talking to. Max, to Max. Or, he, or he decides to call him Max, call him yeah. Max because his name was too long and uh, we find out that he that that David is the navigator that's why yeah. it's called flight of the navigator because uh, he ended up you know the ship kind of the ship's purpose the ship's purpose is that he collects um, different species from different planets brings them back to Phalon they do a test and then he goes back in time and returns them from the moment he took them. Oh, okay. But something but uh, something went wrong because uh, he was like, oh, a human couldn't take that. So he kind of messed up the transfer and all of all of oh. his navigational systems got stuck in David's brain. So that's he kind of oh, tells that. Oh, that's how they extracted all that info out and of And this is the extraction point. Now, when, when, when um, Max does the extraction, there's a little bit of bleed over. He does the extraction for all the navigational things, but he also gets... All of the memories and pop culture from David. And I'm going to play this little scene here. Awesome. And here we go. That's it? That's it, Davy. Davy. If you want to learn to swim, you've got to jump in the water. Don't forget to feed Bruiser. Do all these patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, onions, sesame seed bun. Whoa! <laughs> this can't be happening. I think I've gotten some stuff out of your head that has nothing to do with navigating this ship. You sound just like a human. No! That dumb dog will never learn to catch a frisbee. You are an inferior species, you dumb door. Butt face. Ghost bucket. This <laughs> is <laughs> awesome. And, and then that chiming back and forth, the butt face scuzz bucket, that's something that he did with his little brother. So it kind of, yeah. he like assumed the... This was the moment, I think, that uh, when he did the ha huh, the yeah. laugh, I was like, is that fucking Paul Rubens? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's Paul He was like, yeah, yeah, Paul Rubens. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't... Like, he, he did it a couple times, and I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And then, of course, sure enough. Um, and then he... And then, is this also where he where he, you see all the wacky puppet creatures? We do. I, I, didn't, I was going to get that clip, but I was like, eh, it's a little too long. Uh, yeah, he like eats his hat. Yeah, you... Uh, he does the thing, and he's like, all right, I got to transfer some stuff over the thing. And, like, this wall opens up on the ship, and you see all these creatures that the ship has collected that he's got to return. And there's, like, a... Th- he's like, oh, don't touch that, David. And it eats his hat. He's like, that yeah. could have been your arm. Could have been your head. And then there's something. that weird eyeball thing that's like... Yeah. <laughs> It's some really strange stuff, but it's very like it's super like eighties Disney. It's creatures it's, and puppets. It's just a and great. Stuff. I, I like it. It's such a great sci fi movie for a kid. Oh yeah, that's why I'm like. It's so dated. I think a lot of kids would probably still enjoy it nowadays. Maybe, um, but well, it's so obviously eighties. They're trying like, to remake it. I mean, yeah, they've tried so there's, twice. There's been some it's noise, been, but because that's one reason I want to do this is I, I'm. I'm tired of Disney remaking all of these, uh, these, these like '90s classics yeah. that 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 were good enough on their own. Yeah, and they withstand the test of time. They're not dated. Yeah. Like it's a cartoon. Cartoons are not dated. There's right. no uh, Lion King does not have like old oh, Eisenhower. You know, there's yeah, no yeah, like yeah. old jokes. And or, it's funny how like OG Lion King and Jungle Book were animated, but so too is the live action quote unquote. I, I don't know why they it's call still it that. CGI it's just digital mess. Yeah. 
It's just but, um, yeah, like photorealistic di- animation. Disney needs to remake movies like this. Movies that weren't like people knew, yeah. but they weren't big. I kept telling people, I'm like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Oh, man. Man, if they remade that today with our graphics, bah, man, my mind would explode. Well, did you know that there was a, a Pete's Dragon remake that just, like, really just, like, flew under yeah, the no, radar? Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't, remember when that came out, and it didn't even really hit theaters that much. Didn't make a splash at all, no. I was never a Pete's Dragon fan when I was a kid. I, I was one of those, like, it was one of the 60s movies from Disney. Yeah. I remember my grandmother, like, showing me a lot of these movies. My dad would. I watched, like, The Computer Wears Tennis Shoes. I never even saw that one. The oh, original wow. Shaggy. Dog, the absent member Fester, like remake Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of attractions still within uh, the parks that kids are probably not familiar with. Uh, I think the only, I think the only, we only have Swiss Family Robinson the tree. I think did the Disneyland got rid of it. I think yeah, we Magic still have Kingdom the tree, here. Yeah, we still sure. have like the tree that you can walk into. Yeah. Anyway, I want you to talk about the glorious costuming. Oh man, <clears throat> so obviously everybody's wearing. Shorts that are too short, socks that are all the way up to their knees, and when we come back to uh, David's little brother is now aged up. He's sixteen. Uh, he's eight years older than he was, when, and he's not a little punk anymore. Now he's rocking some sweet shirts that uh, are super, you know, uh, trendy for the time. They got these big open sleeves that he rolls up and he tucks them in, and they're just all patterned and just super eighties style. They might not have been cool. A few years after this movie came out, but um, I'm I'm looking at this kid's shirts and I really, really want them. Hi, everybody. Just a quick little announcement. If you want to follow us on all of our social media and your social media, go to www.duckintheusher.com. That is D-U-C-K-I-N, The Usher. On there, you'll be able to see all of our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter links, and also a uh, support the show option which makes you become a Patreon member, a patron of our show. Kind of helps us get some donations so we can continue bringing you the content you deserve and helping us kind of update our equipment as we go on in this venture. So back to the episode. Yeah, man, the, uh, the his brother has just got different clothing every time. And <clears throat> Yeah, and, he's rock- he has like four different shirts. And David just uh, is wearing the same blue and white red striped shirt that he's worn throughout the entire the movie, movie the entire yeah. movie so after um they do like the memory transfer this is when he's like get me out of here because the nasa is trying to get him off the ship and this is where we go I'm like this is where the adventure yeah. starts you know because the it, actual flight the actual flight so i mean you, you get a lot of backstory and a lot of like this is kind of a dark movie yeah, like it's, what's yeah, it's going kind of a on? kind of a gnar- or not gnarly but kind of like a dark tone setup and then we get to the to the actual meat of uh why we're even here and then boom uh he they blast off they go like 20 miles up in the air yeah, I, I saw that was uh, kind of a fun part. He's like, "Take me twenty miles away from here." So the the ship immediately shoots him Straight twenty up. miles up, and apparently, uh, I don't know how they calculated this, but if they were to move twenty miles up and that amount of time, they would have had to have been traveling two thousand and fifty seven miles per hour. Yeah, that's insane. Which I think would have killed that child. Yeah, you can kind of see him sink in the seat. You know, yeah, he does the he makes a like a face like he's being like smushed in from and the G forces, and, and they they also do a lot of radar. On things, and it's oh, always yeah. the state of Florida. It's just Florida. Yeah, you can see Florida, Osceola Florida, County. Florida. Yeah, you can see we, we live in Osceola County, and uh, spoiler you can alert. See it, yeah, when we give up my address while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they shoot up, they come down, and basically they just start flying around. And, yeah. Uh, 
They go quite a few places. He goes over like Tokyo. Tokyo. He uh, goes over the, California. They, yeah, he passes over now, the Golden Gate Bridge at one point. You, you've ridden Soren at Disney, yes, right? Yes, one so of the best. The shots in this seem like it was kind of the inspiration for yeah. Soren, it seems, because you're flying. You're like, hey, look, there's the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Just go <laughs> treat her. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he says rice a -roni. He says rice a -roni. Yeah. I don't know if he says rice a -roni. I think he just says San Francisco treat. What is the San Francisco treat? Rice Aroni, but I don't think he oh. says Rice Aroni. I just think all he right. says San Francisco treat. Well, maybe we're gonna um, watch it again. Yeah, they fly all over the place. Um, <clears throat> there's a there is a lot of cloud shots of them flying. Now this is where we get to see the graphics. The graphics, pretty good. They're not bad. They're not bad for eighty six. Eighty six, yeah. I mean, mm. watching it now, I mean, as a kid, I was like, this is the best movie ever, <laughs> you know. But it still holds up. Yeah. And then um, the. I mean, there's a couple of parts he stops, and uh, there's like a... Does he stop over a group of teenagers in a car? Teenagers in like a Mustang, they're like, hey, yeah. how do you get to... Because they you can't figure out how to get to Fort Lauderdale for some strange <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the navigator. Yeah, but not anymore. I mean, he's got the star maps and everything. That yeah, was the one thing. I'm like, this is a this is a highly intelligent piece of like spacecrafting. Yeah. Oh, the Phalon Engineering is yeah, the name yeah, of the, yeah. uh, the world. Phalon, Phalon. Saying that a bunch, Phelan. Am I having, am I having a stroke? Phelan. And uh, yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know how to get there. Or I think they have an argument. He's like, you do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he, he, he ends up flying the plane. He's like, put on some music. Yeah. And they do like, I get around by the beach boys. And he's just yeah, flying yeah, yeah. back and forth. But, yeah, I, they I, need I was the thinking kids. like, why would why would a, a kid that young be into the beach boys? And then I, th I figured, okay, if you're 12 years old in 1978. 1978 it's probably something your dad listened to. It's probably not that old. Like with Beach Boys in the 60s 60, or 50s? Yeah, so it's early like 60s. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's probably still on the radio, like classic rock. Yeah, you there's know, stuff I listened to that I went as a kid that was 20 years old. So yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Um, I, I did like that. Uh, I was wondering, I wrote down, I wrote this down when they, when he stopped uh, over the convertible to ask those teenagers how to get anywhere. Yeah. They're listening to some music that I thought was Devo. It was on somewhere. Something. Did you write it down? Yeah. It? I wrote down what it was, but it wasn't Devo, in fact. It was just a... Uh, a piece of music written by one of the filmmakers that um was supposed to be sort of like a little parody of uh, a cure song oh, gotcha. so it's not a real song it's not even a full song they're probably just like we clip. don't want to have to pay anybody for right. it and, and so uh, that was kind of uh kind of fun little because i know i know they mince the uh, like sarah jessica parker mentions like oh i just uh, i dyed my hair when i went to a twisted sister concert yeah and they're like who's she this must be that twisted sister music <laughs> they were talking, talking about, about or whatever um, so they do that. There's a bunch of cows in one scene. I, a great scene and is is the uh, product placement for Disney. Oh, yeah. So they end up stopping somewhere. I think it's supposed to be Texas is where they're supposed to be stopping for this thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a little country store. little country station. store with like a big dude. Roadside attraction. Do you remember the guy's name? Uh, Did uh, you write it down? Rusty, Rusty Pouch Rusty, or something. <laughs> that's the actor's name. Was like the actor's Rusty, name is Rusty Pouch. Rusty Pouch. Heavy set guy who's just staring at the spaceship. And, and the scene was filmed at uh, Burt Reynolds's ranch, which is actually yeah. in Tampa. It's around t the Tampa area. Is it? That's not in Tampa? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's on the west coast of Florida. Word. Because he used to live out there before he passed away. And uh, I forgot about that, too. Yeah. So he gets out. He's like, can I use your phone uh, to call my parents? Yeah. And he just gives them some change. And this actor like barely says a word. He's just staring at the spaceship. He's like catatonic. And then a family pulls up. Um, which I'm, I th I'm, maybe it is like West Florida. I'm thinking it has to be West Possibly, Florida. Possibly, yeah. Because they come out and they're wearing all their Disney stuff. Yeah. And one of the kids is wearing an Epcot shirt, which yeah. Epcot had just, just opened. opened. Right? Um, actually, it opened October 1st, 1986. So I think this movie came out right before it. So they were like, oh, wow. 
So hey, they were drumming up some uh, publicity for I it. I think they were. I think you it think... opened October. For, it might maybe maybe no. I think it's October. Were there 1st. like attractions or anything in the park for Flight of the Navigator mm, after not that? Not that I know of. It didn't make much money. So I don't think they really did that. They may have sold the movie and maybe some T-shirts, but yeah. I didn't really see much merch. All right. Another thing, because it was, and I think I don't know if they partnered with NASA on this. That's something I did um, not look up, but they definitely used NASA. I didn't look that up, and either. that was a big thing in the '80s. I mean, this is. Did Challenger already blow up? Uh, that was '86 as well. I know, but yeah. was it after this movie? I want to say it was before, like six months before. Uh, you do a little fact check. I know it was before I was born. Yeah, do a little if, fact. Keep talking. Real if memory quick. memory serves me well. Um, it happened sometime before I was born because I remember my my parents had a a Polaroid snapshot of the damn thing uh, exploding in the sky from when we lived over in, I guess they lived in Buenaventura Lakes uh, at the time. Um, but back to the It already scene. did, yeah, 128.86. So wow. probably when they were filming this movie, it already it hadn't happened. But And, I mean, NASA was all in the news. Yeah. So. Um, also what this scene is interesting because the, the spaceship sticks its little pokey head out the door or his little his little eye yeah yeah it, and he fat shames this dude <laughs> yeah he's like how you doing parky yeah <laughs> so that's pretty good and then uh the kid takes off and while the family there with the two children of the epcot shirt they think it's like some kind yeah of they think it's like an attraction, attraction. they're like hey uh, yeah, really nice. you, should, you should really get rid of that indian uh, exhibit over there yeah. and keep this around keep this one here honey go get some photos and all this stuff and then and, the kid hops back on it and he's like if, and yeah, and then, then what they did he fly say? Away. He makes his ET reference here. He, yeah, and then the rusty paunch or whatever his name is. Dude, I almost spit, spit taked right there. Um, rusty pouch, a rusty couch or pouch? One of those. Anyway. Rusty pouch or something like that. He's he like, says uh, he goes. All he wanted to do was phone home. He just wanted to phone. He home, just wanted yeah. to phone home. <laughs> it was nuts. And that oh, so a, he, and he call, he calls his uh, his family, which uh, NASA is like at their house. Like they make these this you know they're like we want David back. Yeah. And so he talks to his, his now little older brother, um, I guess still his little brother, but his brother's older. Um, that he, you know, it's he doesn't know where they live. Um, so send a signal. So what does he do? He grabs the fireworks that are like uh, from the yeah. same box from the same box from, from the beginning of the movie. Seventy-eight. Yeah. So he's had a box full of fireworks for eight years. Well, because it, they said earlier they're like he's like you know mom kept everything from your room. She didn't throw anything. Oh, away. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you know. They tried to make the parents like age up too, like from the stress. It you did see, a pretty like, good job, yeah. Especially for the mom, like the mom had like bags under her eyes. She always looked real greasy. Yeah, like, she looked like she didn't sleep at all. She I had wanna, like it looked like Susan she maybe Sarandonized. had like a small opium addiction. Like she was popping <laughs> some pills. I Man, mean, I'm just saying some dark stuff going on. You, you want with with trauma and stress? Deep. Yeah. We're gonna dive deep into Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Plight of the Navigator. It sounds like. <laughs> all right, let's uh. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take uh, one more quick uh, little uh, commercial break. Boom. Have you been listening to Ducking the Usher and possibly we missed something or we got something wrong? Well, you can tell us by giving us a call at 321-804-2635. Just leave a message and who knows, we might play it on one of the episodes. Thank you for listening and back to your current episode of Ducking the Usher. So, yeah. What else is there to talk about? <clears throat> well, um, I mean, this is a short movie, so I mean, yeah, it's pretty short. It's I a mean, short movie, so there's we've like some discussion. It. Yeah, I'm trying to think what we didn't. Oh well, yeah, we said we got some stuff here. Here's like, the part where I got a couple things. Oh, you got a couple yeah. things. They're still still pertaining the, to the to the story. Okay, so they we mentioned, can finish up the story. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that. They mentioned the turnpike. 
and ninety five. Cool. So they and oh, I did look it up because I was like, you know, when did the term, Turnpike open in like the sixties? Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So yeah. I, I, Turnpike was already kind of already in full fruition. Okay. It, yeah, it is funny because they're like, you know, oh, you know, I'll take ninety five. Look, it goes straight down, and then I think Paul Rubens or Max is like, you should have take the Turnpike. Don't yeah, you take yeah. Turnpike. <laughs> like he knows his way around Central yeah, so Florida. It's, it's like it's like if parents are watching this, like, oh yeah, okay, let's make sure if we ever go to Florida, take the Turnpike. turnpike. You know, there was an interesting shot. Uh, I want to say they were flying over. Miami or some major city. I think they do say, hey, look, it's Miami. Is it Miami? But, but it's you, a, see, you see a building that says Barnett Bank. And I remember. Oh, no, that, that was in Fort Lauderdale. Was it Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that's when he's like, look, I can see the fireworks. And it's coming like off of the fireworks. Because I, I remember the in Kissimmee, there was a Barnett Bank. Like It was well before I knew how banks or financial institutions <laughs> operated. But I just remember seeing the, the sign and that, and that particular branding. And so, you know, when you see it in the shot, I was like, oh, shit, I remember that. It was a, pre- a, it was a pretty, uh, you know, it was purchased by Nations Bank. Okay. And then Nations Bank merged with Bank of America. But, yeah, the Barnett Bank was founded in 1877. It was the largest commercial bank in Florida. Wow. Yeah, with over 600 offices and $4.12 billion in deposits. So it was a pretty big bank in Florida. So, yeah. Oh, and another thing is that is that they're, they're, they're coming through. And they're, when you see the sign on, on Miami, it... The sign's on the right-hand side right. of where they're going, and it looks like they're heading south on 95. Wasn't the, the coast is on their, yeah, their but left, then, though, but right? then, Yeah, the co- like it's on the left, but then when, when they're flying into Miami, they're heading north because then the coast is on the left. It was just it is was it, a weird cut scene. I don't think anybody noticed. Is it a noticed. difference of just where they decided to put the camera, which kind of like... Disoriented the audience. I, I or thought something? I thought the sign said like it was like Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Fort Lauderdale was closer than Miami. So that right. means they had to have been heading south to uh-huh. like the tip of Florida. Right. But then when it cuts to the spaceship heading to like over Miami, yeah. it's like how did they get? I don't know. I, I it was just something one, I noticed because I live in Florida I yeah. and I'm always you know. I've never actually been stuff. down there either. I've never been south of like uh, Naples. Fort Lauderdale's nice. I don't think you're really missing much from Miami. If you're from Miami, yeah. I don't really mean to hey, bash Miami's it or cool. anything like that. But uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that area. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of people. It's just a lot of traffic. I mean, For it, sure. it's like I four right now. Okay. I love everyone who's listening to us all over the place. Is like, what the hell are these roads they're talking about? Yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're not from Florida, then yeah. If you ever need directions, give us a call. You know. Yeah. We'll, what we'll what you was know. your okay? So let's just finish up the movie. Real yeah. Quick. So basically, uh, he, the the little brother, little big brother, I guess, is on the fire, is on the 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 roof. He's lighting off these old fireworks, and they're just not working because they're so they're eight years old. Yeah. Um. And, fi- and finally, they start going off. And he's like, "Hey, there it is. There's the house." And they land. And everyone, you know, rushes out of the house. Just it's like, funny how they got like guns and all this yeah. stuff. Like, get the. Uh, that's what I joke. Like, like taking like take M16s the, at him yeah, and shit. Take, take the, the shot. shot. Take yeah. the shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, the kids, like. And why? He, why did he fly all the way? Make go through the effort to get all the way back home just to stand outside of the ship and go, for a minute and be like, Nah, nah yeah. I'm going back to 1978. Yeah. So earlier on, you realize that uh, you know he can't. Max can't take him back. To the past, like his uh, original pickup point, right? Because uh, it'd be too dangerous. Like he, uh, 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 David could die, and David's like, you know what? This really, it's it's my it's my family, but it's not my home, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this isn't my home. So this like eight year old, twenty year old, uh, twenty whatever. Uh, he's, he's still eight. Yeah, he, eight he in yeah in his mind or his body actually because he was only mind. I mean, yeah, he doesn't remember true anything. that. Yeah, he didn't actually 
experience eight years of time like they did. Yeah. But still, an eight-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid, um, I, it'd be hard to wrap your mind around, oh, I could potentially die and take the risk to go back in time rather than staying. Stay here and have you poke and prod me, you know, because yeah. that's basically what they're going to do. They're going to lock him like, in the cell. And, yeah, that's true. In the NASA. But he, he retains his base. memory of all of that despite... And when he goes back to 78, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. No, he, he, and when he goes back to 78, he does. So it works. He wakes up. He's back in his ditch that he fell into at the beginning. Yep. Very Mac and me. Very Mac and me. Um, and he runs uh, over the railroad tracks, which he did before. And bam, he goes, he's back at his old house. He's about to open up the door and it's like, Davey, get over here. And yeah. they're, they're like in the boat. Getting ready, on the boat. Ready to, uh, you know, go have July some 4th of July stuff. And then, like, at the very end, he's like, I love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. And then he's like, I love you, the little brother. Yeah. And the parents are like, what the hell's wrong the hell's with this, this kid? Yeah. And then his backpack opens up, and there's, like, it, wait, when we saw those weird creatures on oh, the yeah, ship. Oh, yeah, one of them, like, there's one, stayed like, with him, huh? There's one creature that's, uh, it's really cute looking. It's, like, harmless. But um, Max says he's like, you know, he wants to go home, but he can't understand that his world isn't there anymore. Like, his world oh. got destroyed or something like that. That's right, yeah. And so uh, Max, I mean, somehow it got into his book bag. So now he's, like, got an alien with him. He remembers everything. Like, I hope he was, like, yeah. buy stocks at Disney or something. Yo, if he was smart. Know? Like, he Disney would... just opened. It's like, hope yo. he learns all that stuff. <laughs> you know, he wrote down some. A uh, lot wasn't around then. But, you know, he's right. doesn't Florida lottery numbers. Right. But... I think he could alter the timeline. Like, do some shit like the Almanac and Back to the Future. Be like, yo, I know who won the World Series. One, one day, one day we'll, we're going to do a bonus um, a bonus episode where all we do is talk about theory of time travel in movies. Oh, all right. It'll last about an hour. You know, we can do that for our Patreon members. Okay. So, yeah, once again, guys, Patreon, Duck, and the, Duck and the Usher. Uh, it's on the website. You'll see a bunch of, like, support the show, Patreon, stuff like that. Check that out. I mentioned it earlier. I don't want to jam that down your throats or anything. So, um, uh, what's your favorite scene? Have we gotten to that? You know, I I um I actually really like this movie. So this was my first time seeing it, or if it isn't, it's my first time fully recollecting uh, all of it. I think uh, I like. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of I like, a lot of it. I like I, just him being in the ship is cool. Yeah, know, that that scene is. It's, he's having a good time, and it makes you kind of have a good time. Makes me feel it kind of uh, makes me feel like I like I would feel when I was a kid watching movies like this, where I'd imagine myself, you know, being in that sort of situation or what I'd do. Because there's a lot of movies like that that, I, that as a kid that I watched, I was like, "Fuck, I wish I wish I could do that." Oh, my brother and I used to do that with our hands, but you can't really see me oh, really? on audio. But when he flies the <laughs> ship, he's got like these things next to him, and he's just kind of moving back and forth, kind of just gliding with it. I, I like the uh, I like the the roadside. Uh, stop the road makes stop. you see the Epcot shirt and the uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh fat at shame's you're gonna rusty laugh at, pouch. You're gonna laugh at mine when he's in the Ralph mobile. Yeah, yeah. that whole scene, that whole thing. It just it's weird. Yeah, but rewatching it, I'm just well watching watching the uh, just, adults in the world react to this robot like it's a sentient being. No, like it has like level ten clearance. Yeah, it's going through all these doors. <laughs> beep, like, all right, go ahead, beep beep beep. <sighs> Yeah, I, the, I like the whole movie, so that's yeah. a big thing. I don't think it's I don't fun. think there's really a scene I dislike that much. I I feel like uh, some of the travel. I think some of the travel scenes, like when they like when they're flying through the clouds, yeah. it's very just like oh another cloud shot. Yeah, all right, another cloud shot. I thought that the Paul Rubens take on on this character. I know, I know I understand that like you know he got pieces of David's mind, and that's why he started saying a lot of wacky weird shit. 
but it's definitely made for kids, and it's just like an eye roll sort of thing. Where you're yeah. just like, ah! and I'm like, fucking, all right, dude, <laughs> fucking pump the brakes. <laughs> Was this before or after the uh, movie theater? Oh, the incident. incident? <laughs> uh, it had to have been before, because because um, then that happened when he was doing like blow or something like that. No, no. Well, well, Blow was sort of like a return for him, which is another another great movie I was going to mention uh, that he's in. Um, <clears throat> he was arrested. In, he was in, in the he 90s, was in right? rescue, Yeah, 1991. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was good. Did he have some long hair back then? He sure did. Yeah. Um, he kind of looks like uh, he should be in Con Air. He did a lot of uh, voice acting, too. He's he's he's, he's a really a he's actually stuff. a really talented ass actor. Uh, the the spleen in Mystery Men. <laughs> the spleen. The spleen. The spleen. I, I like Paul Rubin. I, like I, I feel like people spleen. people hang on to that bullshit too much. He was in an adult theater. What are you doing in an adult theater? Yeah, exactly. You know, fucking get out of here. Can a guy live? You know, can a guy maybe not masturbate in public, but can can a guy live? You know, I think we've kind of talked about the what works and what doesn't. Oh, certainly. I, mean, I, think, I think the think effects... that's the whole podcast really was. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, the effects, I think for the time, the effects were really good. Um, I wanted to talk about yeah, some of the ahead. other movies that uh, Randall Kleiser has done. Because it's sort of a, a departure. Even one of the big connections they make at the beginning of the movie is yeah, when they're... Yeah, when they're in the car and you, yeah. and you hear a song from one of the movies he directed, which was... Grease. Grease. Yeah, so he, you right. hear uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, uh, you're, you're the, the one, one that I want. I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, is that... They listen to Grease and then you find out the director actually directed Grease... Um, he also directed The Blue Lagoon. Um, and which, Hon- is the, which is a good one. I yeah, like The Blue I like Lagoon. That one too. Return to Blue Lagoon. I like all shit. of these. Uh, the first one's really good. Wait, was Return to Blue Lagoon with uh, Mila Jovovich? Yes. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, bad, bad. Uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which I think is a strange movie in and of itself. He did a White Fang. White Fang is a yeah. really good movie. I think probably his best year. And he did Big Top... Uh, Pee Wee. Yeah, well. two years later. So you, you can see his connections with Paul Rubin there. He also directed a couple episodes of Starsky and Hutch. So I think that's why. That's why they, that's why the they added that. When I played that video, he's like, "Why isn't Starsky and Hutch on?" That yeah. was kind of a little oh. little throw to okay. uh, to Randall Kaiser. That's cool. Uh, let's see what else here. Oh, I I, I got excited Kleiser. when I was I Kleiser. Kleiser. Yeah. I got excited when I was. Excuse me. When I was looking this up, because uh, the writer on this is Mark H. Baker. Who also did Life Form and or did the story and directed Life Form in '96, um, but I got excited because Life Form and the logo of it looked like Life Force, and I thought it was Life Force, which is a canon film, I believe. And we definitely need to talk about canon films. Real quick, I was just reading something uh, when they stop at that rest stop. Yeah, it's, the, it's supposed to be the Florida Keys. Oh, really? So I guess they were correct. And oh, okay. So yeah, I just rambled on about '95 for no apparent <laughs> reason. Uh, so also let's let's see here. So uh, its reception was pretty good. Um, IMDb has gives it a rating of six point nine out of ten based on about forty thousand reviews. Uh, it's got a meta score of sixty four based on thirteen critic reviews, which is pretty good. It's in the green. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, as you may have mentioned, eighty three percent, eighty three percent on the tomato meter, seventy five percent from the audience score. Uh, and by and large, that's a you know, it's pretty good. You want me to read a couple of reviews? Little, yeah, little hit us things here. So yeah. Kevin Thomas of the Los Angeles Times said it's the uh, its biggest plus was quote it's entirely believable normal American family. 
Would you agree with that? I, th- I think it's pretty. Yeah, they didn't pretty really, believable. They didn't ham up the family experience. It was. It seemed yeah. very like just normal. Yeah, like, totally it just, normal. It seemed like we just put a camera in a house and just how yeah. they reacted. The bickering between the two brothers is so yeah. spot on because my brothers and I fought. Because it like, wasn't a leave it to Beaver family. Holy, it no. wasn't a super dysfunctional family. It was your Not typical middle class nineteen seventy eight Florida family. family. Um, uh, also. <laughs> Uh, the New York Times described it as a uh, definitely a film most children can enjoy. People declared it out of this world fun. Empire gave it three out of five stars, saying it was well made enough to keep the family happy, but it certainly won't challenge them. Now, Variety, they were a little more critical, announcing that instead of creating an eye-opening panorama, Flight of the Navigator looks through the small end of a telescope. Get out of here, Variety. I know. What are you talking about? You know nothing. And then uh, David Keir uh, gave it three stars, described it as a uh, new high for Disney at the time. So it was it was something definitely new for Disney with the uh, the graphics. So <clears throat> yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I I think I might put added my collection, my Disney collection, if I ever have one. I think uh, I you know this is our second episode, and we don't really have a ratings for thing. We say we'd recommend it. Yeah. So I'm thinking should we should we do like uh, give our own personal like own, rating like a like a rubber duck rating. Yeah, I want to do that. A little, little duck rating. How the hell did you do that? That was him, by the way. With my, yeah, it's my the gap, did... the gap in my teeth. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Thank you. Uh, you should see dogs react to that junk. <laughs> like your dogs will absolutely flip their shit. Oh, probably. I even like. I even... They start biting you, thinking you're a squeak Dude, toy. They'll be like, "Yo, where is it? Where is it? I heard it." Yeah, don't don't mess with my. I won't do that. Yeah. So I think I, I would give this. Uh, uh, let's do out of five. You want to do out of five ducks? I'll, I'll give duck this rating. A, I'd give this a four out of five ducks. I will give it three and a half ducks. Three and a half? Yeah. Maybe just because I love this movie. Yeah, it certainly has a... It's definitely not a five. ...spot in your heart that that you can't, uh, you know... All movies have a spot in my heart. Sure. Yeah, that's true. So... Uh, I do want to talk about one last thing, and this is an interesting... um, uh, Well, it's an unfortunate um, piece of uh, information pertaining to our lead, um, Joey... Kramer. Oh, yeah. Um, who, other than this movie, was also in uh, his debut movie was called Runaway from 1984. Uh, and then he was in a movie called The Clan of the Cave Bear. He was in Daryl, wasn't he? Was he in Daryl? He was in Daryl. Th- he wasn't the main character. I think he was a side character. Okay. In Daryl. Uh, he was in a couple episodes of Murder She Wrote, um, Stone Fox, a made for TV movie in 87, and also an uncredited role in It's My Party in 96, which was also directed by. Randall Kleiser. Now, here, here's um, the unfortunate thing about uh, Mr. Kramer. He's still with us. He's not dead or anything, but he had a bit of a of a rocky adult life. The kind of childhood actor life yeah. that tends to happen. So he didn't really do too much acting after 96. Uh, and, and, and his full name is actually, um, and forgive me if I butcher this, Delarius Joe August Fisher Kramer. He was born in August 23rd, 1973, and he's a, a Canadian former child actor, as is what we're talking about. Um, he had a briefly successful career in Canadian television and Hollywood in the mid-80s, most notably the movie we just mentioned. Um, but here is the thing. So after he sort of, his acting career sort of like, you know, wound down, he returned to live in Canada's Sunshine Coast after the end of his acting career in the late 1990s uh, and being employed in a small sporting goods store, so as, as you would after acting. Uh, and a decade later, he began to run into conflict with legal authorities. In 2008, he was prosecuted for careless storage of a gun, receiving a sentence of three months probation. Later in the year, 
He was convicted for possession of narcotics with the intention of trafficking, receiving an imprisonment sentence of six months. And in October of 2010, he was fined for consuming alcohol in a public place. In 2011, he was convicted of threatening behavior with a weapon and jailed for 30 days and received another conviction in that year for cashing forged bank checks. Jeez. Uh, and finally, uh, on May 1st, 2016, um, Kramer was arrested in connection with a bank robbery of a Scotia bank outlet that occurred in Seychelles, British Columbia, a few days earlier. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and on June 8th, 2016, he pleaded guilty to charges of robbing a bank, wearing a disguise to commit a crime, fleeing the police, and dangerous driving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Davey. See you later, Navigator. On August 31st, 2016, he was sentenced to a custodial term of two years less a day. Dude, Canada, man. Yeah, they, they say Canada. shit weird. Or whoever wrote this says shit weird. As well as two years of probation, conditions of which include attending counseling and residing in a treatment center for narcotics abuse. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, production began on a documentary about Kramer's Jesus life. Jesus Christ, this list is just going on. Well, this this is kind of... Oh, the documentary. Is, I thought yeah. there was just more. I'm that's like, it. wow, this guy's got a long rap sheet. So far, that's <laughs> that's the extent of his, of his troubles. Uh, in 2018, last year, production began on a documentary about Kramer's life entitled Life After the Navigator. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if that's been released yet or not. Um, but yeah, it seems uh, he's he's he got a little a little trouble there. Um, a bit of uh, brightness in this whole thing is he actually received a Saturn Award nomination in the category of best performance for a young actor uh, from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 1987 for this very performance in Flight of the Navigator. Hmm. So um, that was interesting. And there's even a a, a picture of his mugshot where he he looks a little. A little disheveled. I think everybody um, looks a little disheveled. Uh, it says yeah. it came out in 2007 on IMDb. It got 6.6 .6 out of 10 stars. Life. Oh, no, that's 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 Life After Flash. I didn't know this movie came out. It says filming. It says still oh, filming. Oh, so it's still in production? Still in production. I kind of like the, the poster. Probably the way also, get this, out of jail. Also, this movie was... It has been mentioned a few times that they're going to remake it. In May of 2009, The Hollywood Reporter uh, reported that Disney was ready to remake the film. Uh, Brad Copeland was writing the script, and the, the Mandeville uh, partners, David Hoberman and Todd Lieberman, were to serve as producers. In 2012, Disney hired uh, another couple of people to write, rewrite the script, and then in September 2017, Lionsgate and the Jim Henson Company announced uh, that a reboot of Flight of the Navigator is in pre-production with Joe Henderson from TV's Lucifer writing the script. But again, that's really all we've we'll ever see. heard. So yeah. it would be cool if this, because uh, if this movie comes out, I mean, if it ever gets remade, uh, we'll go see it and we'll probably do another yeah, another thing. Do a so, little, uh, little follow-up yeah, any, Anytime there's like a remake or something, like, we'll definitely do that. Uh, the movie has been spoofed a couple times in different movies. I'm not going to list them all, but I think the one that stands out here the most is in Ice Age Collision Course. Uh, is there? I haven't seen that. Is there a spaceship in the movie? Uh, I think I've seen the first one. I think Collision Course is like the newer one, or does that meltdown? I don't uh, know. 2016. Yeah. Well, anyway, they say the spaceship uh, internals and controls and Scrat's reaction to them appear to borrow heavily from this very movie. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there any? Uh, you got anything else for us? Any trivia? Any things we? Anything we left? Uh, I think we pretty much mentioned most of the trivia. I think I just have my little last clip to kind of play us out. 
All right, man. Well, well. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Joshua Stenkamp. I'm Zach Fisher. And you've been listening to The Duck and the Usher. Our next episode will be the 1998 film Dark City. Ooh, I'm so excited for we'll that We'll be one. recording that tomorrow on Fish's birthday. So yes. as we play out a little clip, this is actually the very end of the movie. So here you go. Mm-hmm.